there's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. From the king of sports books comes the king of sports podcasts. Unleashed. Presented by BetMGM. Here's your hosts, Jerry Ferrara and Olivia Harlan Decker. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back to a new season of Unleashed. I am so excited to be back, Olivia Harlan Decker. I know it's been three months since I've been on the mic with you because I finally had my baby and he's three months old today. So maternity leave is over. But I'm so excited. There's a new man in my life, not just my new little baby boy, because this man, I don't have to change his diapers. So he's already good in my book. It's my new co-host. He's an actor, producer, and once drilled a three-point shot in the NBA Celebrity All-Star Game. So, you know, he's got range. Let's see how he does on our microphones. Welcome to Unleashed, Jerry Ferrara. Olivia, I'm so happy to be doing this with you. As you'll get to know me, and my football fandom, you may have to change my diapers while watching Giant games because they drive me absolutely <laughs> crazy and make me very, very nervous. So I can't promise fully. But yeah, three months in, I'm glad that you're you're back now. But uh, yeah, it's like back to school now, right? Like this football season starting, there's a lot of good stuff going on. I love it. This time of year always feels like, you know, the weather's starting to get a touch cooler, you know, leaves are changing and Like I grew up with my whole family working in football, especially. So this time of year always felt like back to school. And even my husband who plays basketball, this is when he goes back to the season. So this whole, like I have a teacher's schedule. Everyone in my family has a teacher's schedule. So this should be no different. What are you most excited for just to kind of like leave summer behind, move forward, get back into football? Yeah, it's... uh... You know, football is the longest amount of time in between like Super Bowl ending to first yeah. season. And obviously I'm a big basketball freak too. So that gets me going, but it, it's time now. Like I love all the sun. I have two kids, so I love all the Sunday fun days with the family. It's awesome. Wouldn't trade that for anything in the world. But yeah, I'm about to enter season two of uh football watching on Sunday with two kids switching from the zone to a man defense. So Figuring out how I'm going to watch all these games, timing out the naps and stuff like that. It's going to be real interesting for me. Are you guys like sticklers where you log, like they nap at this time, they pooped at this time, they eat at this time? Are you like that? We did that with the first for like the first first kid for the first six months. Let me tell you, this second one, you're kind of just like, "Ah, he's probably good. He's probably fine. (laughs) It's, It's fine. He's good. Let's go. Oh, my God. And ages. What ages are your kids? So I got three and a half and one and a half. They're almost exactly two years apart. And yeah, like I said, with the the one kid, it was kind of easy to watch football and do all my, you know, my bets and fantasy stuff. And now with the second kid, it's definitely gonna be a challenge. So things have to go in my life, unfortunately. Like as you're learning, your bandwidth is only so big. The kid takes most of it up. And I, I have to make some tough cuts. I don't get to watch baseball as much, which makes me sad. If things have to go, I would go ahead and nix the three and a half year old. It just seems like they've had a good run. I mean, if you said things have to go, I don't know. Like you have to pick one. Yeah. The unfortunate thing, I think I'm making a really tough cut this year. And some people I know this might annoy some of you listening. Uh, I think I'm done with fantasy football. Wow. I know this is like sacrilegious to say, right? Well, I mean, now you're getting deeper into gambling. You're joining our show. You're more into sports gambling. And I bet you're going to watch sports a little bit differently now because every Tuesday you're going to hop on the mic with me and we're going to break it down. So, no, you don't have time for fantasy football. I will tell you that. Yeah. And look, again, I love all fantasy sports. I go back to 1991. I did fantasy baseball and I drafted Moises Alou. (laughs) And we used to have to score it ourselves with a pencil and a paper. So, like, I love fantasy. I 
the camaraderie of it to me, which is what I used to love, the live drafts, talking trash to your friends, it's gone. It's all gone. And I've just enjoyed more. And this is not even like a bet MGM Homer thing. I'm saying I really just enjoy figuring out my own props for the weekend, make my own fantasy kind of element with some prop bets. So I'm sorry, yeah. fantasy football. Although I'm getting a lot of heat from the commissioners about dropping out. The people are pretty shocked by this. So uh, I don't know if, I, if I'll hold strong, but I think I'm out. Well, yeah. And as I discovered, you have some pretty high profile commissioners. Like how many leagues are you in and who are some big names in these leagues? Because when I told you, I said, oh, just tell your commissioner you're out. And you said, well, one of my commissioners is CJ McCollum. So you got to explain more about that. Yeah, he did. He put something out on Twitter about doing like a, a fantasy league. I just responded. I don't really know CJ like on a personal, personal level. And uh, I would like re- replying on Twitter. He's like, all right, you're in. Someone's going to text you. And someone did. And I'm in this league. And yeah, trying to like back out of this one. Like, nah, guys, I'm out <laughs> and getting pressure. Uh, yeah, I, I'm going to have to really hold the line here from from all. But the other ones, like there's a few of my friends. I'm like, I'm done. And I, I just put them all. I just basically ignore the text now. I'm, I'm out. I got much mm-hmm. more things to do with football season than fantasy. I love it, but yeah, not for me anymore. All the football and basketball action you need is at BetMGM. Sign up using bonus code UNLEASHED and your first wager is risk-free up to $1,000. Place your bets on all your favorite sports all year long. Plus, you'll get instant access to BetMGM's live betting options, player props, and daily promotions. From Hail Mary passes to buzzer beaters, the king of sportsbooks takes every play to a new level of excitement. Simply download the BetMGM app today or go to BetMGM.com and enter bonus code UNLEASHED to make your first wager risk-free up to $1,000. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. 21 years of age or older to wager. New customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire in seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Nevada, New York, or Pennsylvania. You know, we had CJ McCollum on this show last year. He is fascinating. We had him around March Madness, too, because he has such a good Cinderella story from his college basketball years. But something I didn't know about CJ that was so cool is he has his own wine label. You know, he's when he was up with the Trailblazers, he really got into the wine game and he has a rosé and it's delicious. CJ, oh, I got to tell my wife that because she's all about the rosé. Yep. I didn't know he has his own rosé. You know, all right, maybe I'll <laughs> stick around in the league, see if I can get a free case of rosé as like a consolation prize for coming in ninth place, which I probably would while I'm focusing all my energy on if Travis Kelsey's going to have nine and a half catches. <laughs> yeah, you know what's embarrassing, though, is I reached out or I said on the podcast as we recorded, and I'm, I don't shy away from asking for free things. You'll learn that about me. <laughs> and I said, oh, CJ would love if you could, you know, send some of that rosé over. I never met a rosé I didn't like. And he's like, okay, they sent me one bottle. I thought I was going to get a case at least. One bottle. Come on. That's a that's a porch sipper. Well, maybe they just were, you know, if you like it, you know, hit, hit me back. Maybe you just don't want to be presumptuous. Like, you're going to love this so much, I'm going to send you 19 <laughs> bottles of rosé, which uh, you got to figure out how to store properly. For the next yeah. year. Oh, I I can store it. And I've got thirsty friends. How are your Sundays going to be now? You know, you got the three month old. It's going to mm-hmm. be great. Lots of naps and all that. But, you know, how, are, you, are you ready for this? Definitely going to be different. It's going to feel different. Yeah. So we haven't talked about this yet as you and I are getting to know each other. But I have two NFL teams, which I know some people think is kind of sell out of me. But to be fair, I've grown up in two places in my life and still own property in two places now as an adult with my husband. And that's Kansas City. And that's where I am right now. That's my home base and grew up a Chiefs fan. My dad's career started with the Kansas City Chiefs. I, you know, grew up running around Arrowhead and and love the Chiefs. But also the Green Bay Packers are so my team spent part of the year, every year of my life in Wisconsin. My husband's from Wisconsin, kind of long story, but we're huge Packer fans. Our first date was watching a Packer game. First time we said I love you was about a month later at a Packer game. Like we are 
Packers through and through. My grandpa worked there for 20 years. I've worked there. Like, that's probably my bigger team. But to answer your question, my whole Sunday revolves around what time those two teams play. You know? So it's pretty easy. And I like having an NFC team and an AFC team. You must have been a little nervous last year because the proposition of Chiefs Packers was definitely out there. That that was a very mm-hmm. that was very possible in for the Super Bowl last year. So you you would just root for the Packers, but you wouldn't be sad if like the Chiefs won. Yes. So in my family, I'm one of four kids, so we're all kind of in the same position, but some of us, for whatever reason, lean heavier one way. And a sister, one of my sisters and me, diehard Packer fans, like go to most home games a year, I gotta say. And then my other two siblings are bigger Chiefs fans, but I don't know. It's like if our parents were to get divorced and we'd have to split down the middle, I think we know how we'd split. It's whoever has the Packer tickets. <laughs> yeah, that was like that Super Bowl. Was it Niners Ravens with both Harbaugh brothers? I asked my mom, right. like, Mom, if that were me and my and my brother's name is that me and Anthony, wh- what do you do? And I kind of called her out because he's the firstborn. And I just I, I'm a I just am a big believer. Like I don't think there's favoritism, but. The firstborn, it's just different. Like I was talking about my second already. Yeah. Just like, ah, he'll figure it out. You know, that first year, <laughs> yeah. you're logging in when they pee and poop into an app. You know, you do stuff like that. So I think my mom, if I was coaching against my brother in the Super Bowl, deep down would be like, come on, Anthony, you can win this one. She'll never admit that. Oh though. my God. Oh, that's horrible. I can admit, and I know my three siblings don't listen to my show, but my mom one time told me I was her favorite. She told me. And it was recent, too. It was like last year. <laughs> oh, gosh. Well, yeah, my grandmother did tell me one time. She said, you know, Jerry, you're like, you're cute. Your brother's handsome. I'm like, oh, my God. That's, that's an insult. Grandma. Yeah. We're airing out all the family laundry early on this show. I love it. <laughs> yeah, and to make it worse, I'm the third kid. Like, I'm at such a random order of the four, and I'm still the favorite. So that's probably, like, my favorite thing about Myself. One of my favorite things about you, Jerry, is a lot of people, when I told them you're the new co-host, like friends, family, strangers on the street, they all say, oh my gosh, Turtle. It's (laughs) Turtle from Entourage. How often do people just yell out to you on the street or in an airport or something, Turtle, I love you, man. So look, if you kind of turn the clock back to, say, 2006, when the show was really kind of in its height, we were in like the third or fourth season. Yeah. Like a 25-year-old meathead fresh out of Brooklyn. Yes, it it, it was more often than not Turtle over Jerry. As the years wore on, it kind of evened itself out. Then I go and do Power. I play the character on there called Proctor. So now it's kind of like split down the middle. Yeah. Proctor, Turtle. I want, you know what? Okay. This is a perfect time for the story. So obviously you and I are just getting to know each other, but I have met your husband before very, very long time ago. And I hope he remembers this. Yeah. Because I remember it well. You got to fill me in on this. Okay. So all during that magical run Wisconsin had when Sam was playing and Frank Kaminsky was there. Great run, great team, super fun to watch. Mm -hmm. And I think it was Kaminsky. I think it was Frank who was very much on Twitter talking about how Entourage was his favorite show and was always quoting lines from the show. I always quote Johnny Drama, going like victory, all this stuff. So we would lean into that. And we, we became fans of theirs, pulling for them. So when they were out in LA, I think it was LA. Yeah. Well, they were somewhere in Cal. Yeah, it was LA. I don't know what point in the tournament they were yeah. at. It's like the Elite Eight. Yeah, the Elite Eight. This is right before Entourage movie is getting ready to come out. And again, they, you know, they were the toast of the tournament, that Wisconsin team. They really were. So I don't know who reached out yeah. to who. It might have been some agents who went to Wisconsin, but somehow we set up a screening for the Wisconsin basketball team. <laughs> and then like a little meeting of sorts. I went to a practice with our writer, producer, creator of Entourage, Doug Allen. I think someone else was there. We drove out to wherever they were practicing and I literally catch them coming off the bus. And I have these pictures. I'll send them over to you. There's like <laughs> Frank literally saw me and Doug and like, jaw dropped, dropped his bags on the floor, was like frozen and gave him a hug, a full hug. And then I met Sam, <laughs> talked to Sam for a little bit. We go inside the practice and you know, they're shooting around. I'm standing oh. in the corner with Doug and I don't remember who I want to say it was Sam might not have been. I think it was someone as I'm like talking to Doug, just fires a pass to me in the corner and instinctually, <laughs> and I played basketball my whole life, obviously not nearly on a, a realistic level. 
but my instincts just kicked in, caught the ball, and then I looked, and the entire team and coach is now looking at me at college three-point corner, and I just launch it. And I'm not going to lie, it leaves my hand, and I'm like, oh, that's a little short. Shit, that's a little short. Oh. Went right in. Whole place exploded. That was what? my intro to the Wisconsin basketball team and your husband and my guy, Frank. And um, yeah, and I think they watched the movie that night. I'm pretty sure they got an early screening of the yep. movie, I believe. So yeah, we have a past. Yeah, let's give Sam the dime on that one. I That's think it was, I, if I had to bet, and this is a, yeah, if I had, to, I would say <laughs> he's easily like minus 150 to be the guy who threw the pass. Okay. <laughs> okay. Then, so that's a pretty cool three-pointer made, like perfect time, pressure's on, everyone's watching. The other one, NBA All-Star Game, what year was that? And who else was playing? Like set that one up for me. That was, I think it was, it was when it was in LA. So I think it was like 2018. I, I really have to look. I think it was 2018 or 19. It was at Staples Center. I got real shook up on that one though. There, I got stories, Olivia, and there's mm. a story with this one. Okay. Problem with all these celebrity games, whether it's basketball, golf, there's a lot of pro-ams, all this stuff. I take it serious. Yeah. Like I want to win. I want to play well. I want to win. And no one's really, like, there's a few people taking it seriously, but no one's really playing. So I'm at the arena early. I got on my Kobe threes. I got from the Kobe pack, my Jordan, my Kobe threes. I'm, like, matched up and all purple, ready to go. And I hear a rum. I'm in the locker room. I feel like T-Max in the locker room with me. And I hear, like, oh my God. fans, like, screaming. And mainly women, but lots of screams. And I'm like, what? what is that? <laughs> and someone comes in and is like, do we have an extra blank jersey? I'm like, I don't know. And I hear, not scheduled to be there or play in the game, Justin Bieber was now going to come play. <laughs> Never told anyone. I was in the starting lineup. Our coach and he's was Rachel kind of Nichols. good. Yeah, I was, but I was slated to start. <laughs> I was going to have the ball in my hand. This was going to be my shot. And. <sighs> Bieber comes in, super cool, <laughs> says what's up to everybody, like very, you know, taking pictures with everyone and like cool guy. Oh but God. of course, I get it. Like, who are you going to start, Ferrara or Bieber? I, I understand the mechanics of it. So I got benched. <laughs> I got straight up benched for Bieber. Oh, Shot one horrible. for three. Oh, my God. I <laughs> and then the one guy oh, in my mind, Jason Williams, Jason Williams is on the other team. And I'm like, God, I really hope I don't have to ever guard Jason Williams because I just don't want to look mm. foolish. You know, that's, you know, he made a mm. lot of people look foolish in the NBA. So the one time Rachel Nick is like calls for me off the bench, she's like, go in. Uh, I'm like, who am I guarding? She's like, Jason Williams. I'm like, son of a God, really? And Jason Williams like dribbling the ball down the court. <laughs> Rachel I'm like, Nichols put you on him. Yeah, I'm guarding him. I'm like, Jason, don't do it. Please, I'm, I'm all, please don't embarrass me. My wife's here. And he took it real easy on me, thankfully. <laughs> okay, I just typed in Justin Bieber All-Star Game. Are you sure it wasn't like 2011? <laughs> Listen, I know like I'm that old. long ago. Again, he was not <laughs> scheduled to be there. That's the thing. In 2011, oh. he probably was. This was a just a drop in. Oh. Like I'm I'm here. Hey, like that's like if you if I rolled up to the park and like you and your family are out there playing, I'm like, can I get in? You're like, yeah, sure, Jerry. He rolled up to the NBA celebrity all-star game unannounced. I was like, hey, can I get can I get yeah. some run? And everyone's like, yeah, sure, come on in. Oh, I found it. Yep. 2018. Oh, God, should I watch the whole highlights or just take your word for it? <laughs> you could take my word for it. All I know is I'm pissed in every single... Every Anytime oh, they cut to me, funny. I have a bad expression on my face. <laughs> okay, to make this all full circle, this uh, my dad always does the celebrity game, dunk contest, all that for Turner. And he would have been there 2018. And in 2018, Sam was playing for the Clippers... And we were in L.A. Now, we didn't go this night. I forget why. I think we had friends in town. We were, you know, out doing the scene, clubbing, you could whatnot. Do. <laughs> young kids. <laughs> young, childless, in love people. But, yeah, we uh, we were there. So, look, full circle. Meant to full be. Full circle. I can't believe you met Sam back in the day. Yeah. That's yeah, they, yeah. A long time ago. So, I don't know how we got to where we are right now with me. This is what happens yeah. when you get older. You start telling <laughs> stories and you're like, how do we get back on the path here? No, that is why I'm glad you're here because I think you have so many stories. And that's something about Entourage that I think is so cool 
is that sports are kind of woven throughout it. But Jerry, I got, I got, I got to tell you, I got to admit something. I've never watched Entourage. So, so don't say anything. Don't say anything. I, I didn't watch The Office until I met my husband. I'm just now watching Seinfeld. I mean, some of the most classic shows of all time. I just didn't grow up watching. So I, here's how I, I want to make this up to you is I want to start Entourage from the very beginning now that we are co-hosts, co-workers, friends, and I want to pick your brain as I watch. And I think that'd be really fun to do on air. So you can keep telling stories. You can keep filling me in and tell kind of the behind the scenes stuff. What do you think about that? First of all, yeah, I'm, I, I'm glad that we actually met before you went and watched the show because now you're going to actually watch me age <laughs> in reverse. You're meeting me now, 42 years old. Father oh. of two. You're going to start this show and I'm 23 years old, fresh out of Brooklyn. Oh my Some gosh. people don't even understand me when I spoke because my accent was so thick. <laughs> okay, good. We definitely could do that. And I've always wanted to take a peek back at some of these episodes because there's so much great sports stuff from the cameos that of athletes that we've had on the show to just the yeah. references. It's like a time capsule for that time period. You know, I do think I, at some point in the first episode, I wear a very, very vintage, like Bernard King Jersey that people still ask <laughs> if I have. And I do, I wasn't able to bring it out oh this episode, but it will make an appearance on this show. I have that Jersey from that pilot. So of all the athlete guests, who, who do you think's the biggest name or who was the coolest? Like who did you really enjoy? <sighs> I, being such a sports guy, I mean, it's hard to really just choose one, but I, and I, this is going to pain me to say this. I don't take any joy in saying this at all. I don't want to say this. And you'll get there in the show. It's probably season five, I think. Tom Brady was pretty awesome. Why does that kill you so much? Just because you're a Giants guy. He was Patriots. Well, it, there's that. And that that's <laughs> in the episode. That's woven into yeah. the episode, right? In a really cool way. But oh. He actually like bailed us out. It was initially written, and you'll watch the episode. It was re- originally written for Peyton Manning and Eli Manning because they, I think, had requested and asked to be on the show. So our showrunner wrote this whole what? episode based around Peyton and Eli. And then like oh a gosh. month before we were about to shoot, they called and canceled. Oh, we can't do it. Whatever their reason was, who knows? Which is easy for them to do, but now we have this episode and we're already shooting. Mm. So... That's where having Mark Wahlberg as your executive producer kind of helps out because he basically was like, well, you want me to call Tom? And we're like, Tom who? He's like, Brady. <laughs> like, yeah, uh, yeah. you want to whip out your phone and call? Yeah, that'd be great. And in two weeks, Tom Brady was there. Uh, this was the year he got hurt, I believe. The year prior was, I, think, I believe it was against your Chiefs where he got rolled up on on his knee. Okay. So no one's seen him play football in over a year. No one's really seen much of him at this point. It was the only significant injury in his career. And then, you know, it was the offseason for him, obviously. And he came in on short notice and crushed it. Crushed the episode. You'll get there. You got, you'll get there. He crushes the episode. So I got to make it to season five to see this. That is a ways away. I mean, you could jump forward. It's not really going to make <laughs> a lot of sense for you if you do jump forward. But uh, that is definitely... Right, one of the right. more memeable episodes. That one's always popping up on my Twitter feed clips from that from that show. Okay. Oh, I'm looking forward to that. Will there ever be an Entourage reboot? Oh, coy smile. Uh, I don't think so. I really don't. Okay. Because <laughs> anything could happen. They reboot everything now. Every they're, they're rebooting reboots. Uh-huh. It's like insane. Obviously, there's <laughs> you know a premium on original content. I don't, yeah, we did almost a hundred episodes. We did a movie. I'm 42, going on 43. Like in the show, as you'll see, we used to all like live together. Were we still living together? Now it's just gonna be creepy at this point. We're like old men. <laughs> Maybe if we get a time machine, we could reboot the show. I think there's a lot of potential there. Even uh, like bring in former guests who have now completely gone into new chapters of their career. Like Tom Brady is gonna retire soon, so. Perfect. And he's, you know, going to be working for Fox Sports. So he'll be in L.A. a bit more if he's doing games and some studio. I don't know. I see a lot of potential here. Well, if it were were to happen, my plan, my suggestion was always you do it kind of like how Karate Kid did their show Cobra Kai, where all the original members were still in it, 
but there's like an all new cast. And now we're just like, oh, it's like old Uncle mm. Turtle. Yeah, hey, let's go talk to my old. It's like my nephew mm. is now like the guy or something. And then we just <laughs> are the old heads who provide wisdom. Okay. Okay. I like that. All right. So you did mention Giants are your team. You're born and raised New York. I still hear a little New York accent, although you claim that it used to be much stronger. How do you say water, by the way? Now I say water, but bat, you'll hear in, in the early entourage episode, <laughs> hey, can I get a glass of water? People will be like, excuse me? What did you? What? A, g- a glass of water. Oh, God. Yeah, this is bad. Wow. So part of your accent metamorphosis has to be because you live in the Midwest now. Why are you in Cleveland? <laughs> if I could, I, I ask myself that quite often. So <laughs> <laughs> love Cleveland. It's great. Uh, you know, New York for 20 years, LA for 18 years, Cleveland now for two. Wow. Simple answer. My wife is from here. You know, when we started having kids, she has a large family. You know, the term, it takes a village. It, that's the village takes many hands. So yeah. And you know, we wanted a little more space and room, New York. We were back in New York at this point and it was a little claustrophobic with the kids. So yeah, but I mean, I have been around more Browns fans and I call them my team in law. That's like my team in law. You know, I root for them because I like my in-laws to be <laughs> happy, cute. but you know, push comes to shove. I would never say I'm a Browns fan, sure. but it's hard to like hate on the Browns. Now I know it's maybe getting easier, but up until um, this year, it's been hard. What? Up until this year, it's been hard to hate on the Browns. It used to be like, oh, the poor Browns, you know. Now, obviously, this year, it's kind of going a lot of different mm, directions. I don't know. And we lived in Cleveland for a year, too, and Sam played for the Cavs. In fact, I pulled out his Cavs picture just so you could see that, just for a little solidarity yeah. there. And I got to say, I loved Cleveland. I loved living there. I'm just curious what massage parlors now you're going oh, to. I think everyone's kind of on high alert. Listen, that, that, <laughs> definitely not. Uh, yeah, I, I'm just trying to figure out where I'm going to travel this winter because the, you know, New York winters are rough, and I know oh. you know when you know Wisconsin. I'm sure is not much better, but this I'm learning yeah. what the lake effect is. Never heard of a lake effect before. I'm learning now what that is in winter. And man, it's uh, someone asked me to go to a Browns game last year in December. I'm like, you're out of your mind. This, I, this year, I'm, that's not happening. <laughs> I will say the one fun place to be in, let's say, just the Midwest, like upper Midwest, when it's that cold, is at a football game, whether it's like an Ohio State football game, a Wisconsin Badgers football game, or NFL games, because you're like shoulder to shoulder with all of your people and you're wrapped head to toe and you're drunk. So you've got a lot going for you to keep you a little bit warmer. And it's about as good a place to be when it's zero degrees. I've been to one Browns game. It was November. It was cold. We were here visiting. We were at a wedding the night before. I remember asking some of her friends, we were going to roll with them and they're big tailgaters. I'm like, what time are we going to leave for the game? Like, I'll probably leave it you know, 9 a.m. I'm like, gee, 9 a.m. for a one o'clock start? It's kind of early. They're like, oh no, it's a four o'clock <laughs> oh, game. Oh yeah. I'm like, wait a minute, what? It's a four <laughs> o'clock game? We're leaving at nine? And and we did. And man, the the tail, because Giants, you know, Giants Stadium is interesting. It's, it's good tailgating, but not like anything in the Midwest. I mean, there's like different parking lots to get different. It was insane. My wife was doing keg stands. It was yeah. crazy. Oh, oh yeah. I got to meet the missus. Yeah, she's the like better her. half for sure. I, I, I act like I do a keg stand all the time. I haven't done that. In, she's <laughs> a lot like more fun college, than I am. Trying. She might be co-hosting. I do it if I met your wife. She might be co-hosting with you by the end. You might get rid of me and just start hanging with her. She's way more fun than I am. <laughs> oh, my God. No, I don't know if your wife went through this, but after, you know, you can't drink for nine months or if you do, you're sneaking a glass of wine here or there. But you're you have this like moment where you're so excited just to go to a restaurant and order what you've really been wanting to order for a long time instead of like of one glass of like Sauvignon Blanc with right. ice, you know? And for me, it was that like spicy, skinny mezcal margarita. Did your wife go on a bit of a tear after she had her babies? Uh, still on that tear. The tear is not over. Still on a tear. And I don't okay. care if you're listening, Brie. I don't <laughs> care if you hear me right now. I don't care. You're still on the tear. It's still going. And God bless. Oh. Good for you. We went to a wedding pretty soon after my baby was born and my parents were going to watch. And it was actually AJ Dillon's wedding. He's a Packer running yeah. back. And it was up in Wisconsin. You know, it's everyone in Wisconsin somehow knows each other. And I'm pretty sure everyone in Wisconsin was at this wedding. I want to get AJ on the show, by the way. We got to get him on. Love AJ. But they had a three hour cocktail hour. <laughs> and that, I guess that's just very Wisconsin y, too. But 
my God, my husband had to like carry me out of there. And my dad picked us up because it was right down the road from their house. And he's like, I'll drive you to this wedding. Oh, my God. So that uh, that post baby low tolerance is no joke. But a three hour cocktail hour and postpartum woman, not a good combination. Yeah, I can't do anything for three hours. I can make like I can watch sports for three hours. It's like the only thing <laughs> I could do without falling asleep. So three hour. Co- yeah, you must have been having fun. Uh, good job, AJ. I hope he's on the show because I, I, I yeah. want to ask him about the three hour cocktail party. Oh, my God. Oh, he's a great dude, especially looking forward this season, you know, and we can get into the NFC next week. We're going to break down the AFC today, but he's going to have a big year. He's going to have a really big year. And he was the only player to score in the 49ers or score a touchdown in the 49ers Packers game to end the season. And then he got hurt. So that was, I mean, there's so much to talk about with AJ Dillon, with the Packers, with the NFC. I cannot wait to get to it, but what do you say we break down the AFC now? Yeah, let's, let's do it. Cause I already feel myself wanting to talk. (laughs) <laughs> NFC and I'll, I'll, I'll cap that with AJ Dill. I'm heavily looking at all his, I'm going to be looking at his props weekly. That Please. is someone I'm definitely targeting prop wise and I'm okay. a big over guy, but yeah, it's, it's a, it's AFC's turn and it should be because there's a lot to talk about both X's and O's wise and also just storyline wise. It kind of feels almost like the WWE with these storylines, <laughs> like you couldn't have scripted them any better. You really couldn't have, I don't know where you want to begin. We could just throw a dart. At a division. Yeah, let's do that. You do it. Let, let's start AFC North. Let's start with Cleveland, your team. And I was joking about the massage parlors, but I'm not kidding. It's in Deshaun Watson's contract that the only treatment he can receive is with team personnel. And I mean, we we heard all the stuff with Kyler Murray and the Cardinals having to do four hours of homework on his own, like all, all that. It's all funny as laymen, as non-athletes, non-athletic regular people, right. NARPs. But uh, I I do love that in Deshaun Watson's contract, he can't go get a massage. So I, w- I was having some fun with it. But is the vibe in Cleveland tense? Are people mad? Are people excited about Deshaun? I mean, just from some of my talks with some of the Browns fans here, it's to them, it's just kind of like, we, we just really want to see him play. And not. I think it was the not knowing that was driving everyone crazy. Like, is he going to get a year? Is he going to get that? Like, I think it was more that I think now that, mm-hmm. or at least for just for now, his, the suspension is what it is. I mean, I know mm-hmm. there's appeals and stuff. I think now that they could just set their, like the, the Jacoby Brissett era has begun, you know? <laughs> so I think they're going to probably also want to extend Kareem Hunt. I mean, I know he wants a mm-hmm. contract extension. Maybe they shot out. Like they're just going to have to heavily rely on those two running backs. And uh, yeah. I know they upgraded their receiving core they made a lot of moves. Defense has always been pretty stout in the last few years. But this, to me, the North is the toughest division because it has the most questions. Like, we could talk mm. about the Steelers all we want and say there's no QB, yeah. like a new QB. I get all that. But they still got Mike Tomlin, and now Brian Flores is a coach there. Like, you could out-coach your way into a lot of wins in this division. Oh, that's a good point. That's a good point. I don't know if I think they're the toughest division. I think the AFC West, because of the good quarterback play, I mean, Raiders, Chiefs, Chargers, Denver, let's ride. So I, I think AFC West may be the better quarterback <laughs> division. And at BetMGM, AFC West has the best odds to win the AFC. But you bring up good points. I mean, Steelers, what do you see there with their quarterback shuffle? It's kind of like, uh, pick your best of these three. Mitch Trubisky seems to be kind of the leading candidate right now, and then the draft pick, Kenny Pickett, and then Mason Rudolph, who's been the old guy there and knows the playbook the best, but I don't know. Steelers don't really raise my pulse at all. No, and please, I I didn't mean the the North is like the toughest in terms of skill. I mean, it's the toughest to decide who's going to win this division. Oh, okay. At least with the, and I know the West is like that too. At least with the West, like if if you said my Chiefs are going to win the division, like I I can make an argument, but no one's really going to be like, that has no chance. Like, in the yeah. North, I really, maybe with the exception of the Steelers, I, I have no idea who's really coming out of this division. I don't know what the Steelers, I, I in my opinion, again, I'm not like a X's and O's hard. I just unleashed a rookie. I know we're called yeah. unleashed here. I know you <laughs> like you, you want to bring rookies along slowly, but rookies play a lot more than they ever have in the NFL quarterback. Like, let's see what we got. Cause uh, unless there's really like, you think you have to bring them along slowly. Or unless Mitch Trubisky really can reclaim 
the hype he had around the draft. Mm. I don't, I don't know if it's Mason Rudolph. Like, are you really gonna? He's, you know, are you really gonna compete for the division? So I'm not really worried about that. I want to know. I'm most curious about the Ravens mm. and and Lamar. You know, loses Hollywood Brown. Mm-hmm. You know, the drafters. I'm most curious what we. No one's really talking about the Ravens as much in that division. It's really. Bengals and Browns getting all the chatter right now. Yeah. And when people do talk about the Ravens, it's about Lamar Jackson's contract. You know, he's wanting an extension. He's on the last year of his rookie contract and his mom is doing the negotiating. You know, he doesn't have an agent and his mom's his manager. And this is just, I think more from a, you know, personal story. Everyone's curious how this one plays out. And Lamar Jackson's one of those players who's easy to cheer for. I don't know if it's because he's so funny on Twitter or there's something kind of like naive about him. And and I mean that in the nicest way, like he seems kind of unassuming. I've interviewed him once his Heisman season at Louisville. And I mean, I just was like, he's a, just a nice kid. And again, he was in college then, but even now, like there's something kind of sweet about not having an agent. (laughs) I don't know. You're in showbiz. What do you think? Well, I tell you, if my mom was negotiating my contract for Entourage, right? She would give it to Anthony. She probably would think, she would for sure think I should be the highest paid actor of all time. That's just how she views me. She thinks I'm the greatest actor to ever walk the face of the earth. And just like, I'm pretty sure Lamar's mom thinks he's the greatest quarterback to ever live. And she should think that. That's her son. And look, when push comes to shove, I'm always like, Moms are the best. So I think that it's going to work out. I don't think it's going to be that big of a deal. I think he's going to get what he should get and what he deserves because he's a great quarterback. And I do feel like we're not, we're not talking about him as like the player as much. And I can't forget, he's not that far removed from an MVP season. They are well coached. They do mm-hmm. have good backs. The defense is always good. They are the favorites in the division as of right now, even over the mm-hmm. Bengals. I think they're, but MGM has them at plus 160. So if I were picking my division winner, I would lean Ravens at the plus 160. I, although I'm not buying in any Bengals hangover hype. I don't even know. Is that really a thing? Super Bowl <laughs> loss hangover. How is that a thing? Is it a well, thing? I think because then they assume that everyone comes in like all bitter to training camp. I think quite the opposite. I think you had a long season. You restructure how you want. And everyone knows the storyline with the Bengals last year was bad O-line. Well, they've greatly improved that weak area. They've had three new starters now. And so I don't know, but we should do that. Let's really pick our team for each division. You're taking the Ravens. I think I'm going to take the Bengals. And I'm marking this in our notes because we cannot forget this. You hear me? (laughs) <laughs> no, we can't. And 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 look, plus yeah. eighty. There, the Ravens aren't heavy favorites. The Bengals are right there. I don't buy Super Bowl hangover. I think the only thing with the Bengals that could happen is you're not catching anyone by surprise anymore. Everyone knows you have three amazing receivers. Everyone knows Burrow is outstanding, and the defense, which got criticized all year last year, had one of the best playoff runs the defense has had. So, I don't think it's hangover. I think a lot of teams now know you guys are great. So they will maybe prepare even harder than they would have potentially. So, yeah, but I, I respect your pick, but uh, yeah, I think those are the two teams to, to beat over there. Okay. See, it's fun to disagree a little bit. Okay. We mentioned the AFC West thought to be the best quarterback division in all of football right now. I made a joke about let's ride Russell Wilson. Let me hear you say it. Let's hear it. Let's ride. <laughs> let's ride. That was pretty good. <laughs> I think Keenan <laughs> Allen says it better than everybody. Yeah. I watched that clip a hundred times today. Let's play that in right here. Both in. Let's ride. That's pretty good. And I think Russell Wilson is just so easy to make fun of. I mean, would you be willing to say on camera that he's kind of a square? Um, n- no, because <laughs> I don't know him personally. Maybe his public persona. I, I really don't. I've, I've met him a couple of times, but I have no idea to say that like that's him as a person i think maybe the image that he's presenting whether he wants it to be or not is that maybe that's what he wants i don't know i i hmm. wouldn't say no he's that guy's a square but i'll take anyone's okay. word for it who knows him better than i do i'm not gonna question i do respect that that's where he ended up in that division i don't know how much yeah. control he had over where he was gonna go but man for any division that you i mean Think about him in the AFC South if he ended up on like the Colts instead of Matt Ryan. Yeah. And a lot softer landing for him Good point. than the freaking AFC West. So I, I am excited. This is this is the heavyweight 
division. Everyone's lining up. These are going to be, you know, pay-per-view events, these games. Oh, for sure. For sure. We know Chiefs are cooking. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm here in Kansas City, so I'm watching a lot of the local coverage of it. And actually, a cool thing with this whole division is the wide receiver market trickle effect, because as the Raiders got Devontae Adams and paid him, he got the bag. It sent this whole domino effect, and that ended up affecting the Chiefs, because then we saw Tyree Kill go to Miami for like record money. They got Juju Smith-Schuster from the Steelers. All these receivers started just getting paid like crazy and just moving like crazy. And a lot of this was pre-NFL draft. So that's definitely a storyline here as we look at the AFC West, as we look at the NFL in general, is all these new homes for all these new receivers. And then not to mention the draft happens, and it was so heavy for wide receivers and so heavy defense. So yeah, five wide receivers were taken in the first round of the NFL draft and the first five draft picks were defense. I mean, it's it was crazy. So it is fun that when we talk about some of these quarterbacks that none of these, I mean, Kenny Pickett aside, but none of these are that rookie, you know, marvel that we're so excited to talk about. These are names that we're used to spitting around. So with that, Derek Carr, Raiders, with Devontae Adams, what do you expect in Vegas? Okay. Uh, well, for you are not getting off the Chiefs conversation this easy at okay. all we're gonna stick with them we're gonna we'll come back to the chiefs in a second because i right. have some but talking about the raiders and again i i go off of gut and feel anytime i do i do the massive amounts of research and i listen to every sharp do their re, trends mm-hmm. of why you should bet this to I, I get all that and i'm not smart enough to keep up with all of it i've won a lot of bets in my life and i've lost a lot of bets but i when I get the feeling, I get the feeling. For me, if you're going to put money on anyone in this division, I'm just talking about value play money-wise. Raiders plus 650 mm. coming in second. They came in second in the division last year. They lost twice to your Chiefs. I think they kind of split with everyone else, and, or they swept the Broncos, and I think they actually split with the Chargers. I think that's the best odds. I can't really, you know, Chiefs are plus 155. Broncos, not bad. Plus 260 is pretty good. Chiefs, uh, Raiders are plus 650. Devontae, everyone's saying like, oh, what's Aaron Rodgers going to be like without Devontae Adams? What's Devontae Adams going to be without? I think both of them are going to be fine. I think they're both amazing players. I think Aaron Rodgers are going to elevate all the receivers in Green Bay. And I think Devontae Adams and Derek, they're going to be unstoppable. I really do. And that's what I I would put some money on the Raiders for sure to win that division. It's the long shot and I respect that and it should be, mm-hmm. but I think there's a lot of value there. The Raiders were tough last year without Devontae Adams. Now I know Russell Wilson's in the yeah. division, so you might not get two Broncos wins, but <laughs> if I'm putting down any of my hard earned entourage cash down, there we- <laughs> I'm going to put, I'm, I'm going to, I would put a little bit on the Raiders to win that division, but it's a bloodbath in that division. And think about everything the Raiders went through last year, and they still were able yeah. to piecemeal together a really great season with an exciting finish and and good run there. But did you see what Devontae Adams said when they asked him, what's it like going from Aaron Rodgers to Derek Carr? And he said, well, you know, it's it's going to be different going from one Hall of Famer to another Hall of Famer. And then they asked Aaron Rodgers, what's it like going from Devontae Adams to Alan Lazard? And he said, well, you know, it's just like going from one Hall of Famer to another Hall of Famer. I, I live it, for some of these training camp press clips. Like, people yeah, are it's really having fun. Like, you, you could tell those guys had a lot of, <laughs> yeah, they had a lot of respect for each other, obviously. But no, yeah. I, I think it's great. But yeah, I, uh, they have some weapons there. Yeah. And, and Vegas, obviously, like, way more fandom. I, I mean, I know there's huge Raider fans, but in that building, you know, they turned out last season like they had they had a real mm-hmm. home field too so uh and Chandler Jones on defense they're stacking up new coach and you know they're going to show up in those charger games you know yeah. the Raider fans are going to show up in those charger games yes. so that road game is like another home game so yep. I'm looking at the Raiders hardcore okay what do you want to say about the Chiefs that you haven't said when's the last time you were this nervous about a Chiefs season oh was it before not. Mahomes? Was it that? like before? You have to be a little bit nervous. Not that like you aren't going to be good, but your expectations are obviously Super Bowl championship. Those are your expectations because yeah. they're great. But you got to be. I, I really looked up and down that roster. It's a great roster, but 
you do see that one big missing Tyree Kill name there and kind of try to look at, I know they're trying to plug the hole with four guys and all that. Yeah. I, I, I don't know. I'm not down on them, but I'm a little nervous. What about McCole Hardman? He had such a good season. He's in what, like his third or fourth year or something. He went to Georgia with me. Yes. I, I know him. I love McCole. But then also uh, Juju Smith-Schuster, yep. he's got some wiggle in there. He's he's great. And then their run game is going to be so much better with Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. He's a great number two. And then they've invested so heavily in their O-line. I'm not that worried about the Chiefs. So I was surprised you even asked me that. I'm just trying to spice it. I do think <laughs> Edwards-Hilaire is going to be a big you know, I think they got to really, I know we keep saying unleash and my return to throw the podcast name. And I do think they got to unleash him and like, let just mm-hmm. yeah, let him cook a little bit. Cause, uh, and I listened to all the stuff about Mahomes, how he was looking too downfield and holding on to the ball too long. And there was 15 yard routes that were open that he passed. And I love Mahomes. He's, he's, I think he's my favorite yeah. quarterback to watch in the NFL. Yeah. But I was just checking with you. I want to see if I could get a little <laughs> poker face out of you, but if you have any nerves, but well, well played. Well played. You played it well. A little uh, fresh Prince of Bel Air pun. Mahomes to Hell Air. I think we're going to be hearing that a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I can't even. I, I stole that from somewhere. I don't even remember where I hear that. Okay, Chargers. Yeah. Let's finish up the West. Chargers. They've been underachieving. They bring in Khalil Mack on defense. They've they've stacked up a little bit on defense with cornerback J.C. Jackson, too. That was a big signing. They still have Joey Bosa and then Justin Herbert, who at any moment I think can be MVP. Yeah, I, you know, and I do think we joked about the, the Keenan Allen clip earlier. He's kind of like mocking Russell Wilson. But I think that's exactly what that team needs. Mm. Not saying that it was like a, like a swagger clip from him, but that like, and to me, that's kind of like, I don't know how serious, not that they're not taking the Broncos serious on the field, but like, I think if you asked him, he thinks the Chargers are way better than the Broncos. And the Broncos mm-hmm. are going to be a problem for a lot of teams. I think that's exactly what the Chargers need. They need a little bit of that swag, a little bit of that confidence. Keenan Allen has earned every right to be confident going up against the Broncos or any team in the West. It, for the for the Chargers, it's always like, can they stay healthy? Can they stay out of their own way? I think they can now. I think those kind of demons have been exercised. All the missed field goals and extra points and things. And and health, just health. Health is going to be a big, big component. Can the run game stay healthy? Because you know what Herbert is going to do. So, But I do think they need that second level of offensive threat. And Khalil Mack, if nothing else, I know he's getting a little up there, but that guy's still scary as hell yeah. on the defensive side of the ball. So that division's insane. It's beautiful. It's going to be great. The late games are going to be great. That is hands down the best division in the NFL. Just storylines alone, like you mentioned. But in the AFC East, the favorite to win it all, Buffalo Bills, they're the highest ticket and handle at BetMGM. And we're, we're recording this on Tuesday, unless by Thursday Josh Allen breaks his leg. I would say that's going to be the way it is for the next couple of weeks until the season starts and probably up until February. So, Bills, are you buying in? Um, the value's not great, but do you like the Bills? Yeah. Well, I mean, what's not to like, right? Right. It really, what's not to like is the odds. Like, you know, it, it's really hard to lay 220 minus 225 like that's a pretty that's a heavy favorite it's hard to really Mm -hmm. but in the same breath i can't really justify putting money on i mean maybe the dolphins at plus 450 to win that division you kind of know it's not going to happen to me that's sort of (laughs) dead money but if i had to choose another option that dolphins offense is ridiculous offensive line is really going to have to to show it and let's just say Tua is not getting sort of the same relief that like, say a Daniel Jones is getting where Daniel Jones like, well, this has got to be the year. And it wasn't the year. Well, now this has got to be the year. And it's like with Tua, like this is the year you have weapons, you have quarterback coaches, you have gurus, like this is the year. So if you believe in Tua and I do, I think that plus 450 with the Dolphins is, that's the only other thing I can wrap my head around. I'm not trying to relax Patriot fans, not (laughs) trying to count you out. Never count out Belichick. But no, back to the Bills. No, there's not. They had Von Miller, who just come off a Super Bowl. Right. The only knock I could find on them is Josh Allen's golf game in that foursome <laughs> that they played with Brady and Roger. That's the only knock yeah. I could find on him is that like Brady kind of talked trash to him and he like laughed it off. That's the yeah. only negative I could find for the Buffalo Bills this year. 
Okay, you mentioned the Patriots. Year two under Mac Jones. I'm hearing rumbles that Belichick might retire after this season. Do you buy any of that? I don't. Like... He's old. Sure, because you just look at it on on the surface. But like, I mean, when have you? When has there ever been a rumbling about the Patriots that's been proven to be true? Like everything's usually pretty airtight. <laughs> so yeah. and you can never count out Belichick, and that is a playoff team. That is a wild card team, yeah. uh, barring any crazy stuff happening with the Bills. Matt Jones was really good. If he continue, if he evolves and has a even better year too, like it's they're going to be a tough out. They always are, but. uh you know, you just look at those two rosters. It's really Bills, Pats, it's, and even Dolphins, Pats. But you just can't count out that Patriot way and the Bell. You just can never count that out. As annoying as it could get for all of us non-Patriot fans, except really the Giants, because we sort of figured that out a long time ago. <laughs> can't count them out. But uh, yeah, the only the only negative thing I could find about the Buffalo Bills was Josh Allen's golf matchup. Okay, yeah, that's it. That's some good scouting, Jerry. You. You really are you going to mention the Jets? Tacks. Are you just going to go right over there? No, are we no. going to brush past the Jets? <laughs> no, let's let's do the Jets. Obviously, the big story at the Jets: two top ten picks, one on each side of the ball. Ride receiver Garrett Wilson, cornerback Sauce Gardner, maybe the best name in the draft. Sauce Gardner, I love that. I don't know. You got anything else? You like Zach Wilson? Don't forget got, that last year nothing. preseason, Aaron Rodgers was singing Zach Wilson's praises. So there's. There's something with Zach Wilson, I think. That's big. Yeah. He couldn't have been more excited about him. I know a lot of Jeff fans. I have a lot of Jeff fans in my life growing up in New York. And the trash talk has always been amazing amongst us. Both have really not had much to trash talk over the last, I don't know how many years. But the Jets do, like, even when the Jets have been bad in the last few years, they still compete. And I, you know... I like Robert Sala. I think they're going to continue to compete and they're just so young. So it is, they're de- I think they're definitely have the most fun team they've had in a long while. They're super young, but Jeff fans, you know, if you ask Jeff fans, they're still standing by when all of them told me Sam Darnold was going to be first ballot hall of famer. And maybe <laughs> he will be, who knows? He still has, he's still playing. He's still out there, but they'll still say, but it still was the right pick and it doesn't matter. I'm like, well, we could, <laughs> They just, you know, they're they're super positive, and maybe they should be. No, I just love that. Look, great helmets. You know, they did the, the kind of new helmet <laughs> thing. The bang, great helmets. That could be a banner. You could hang that up, like really dope yeah. helmet, twenty twenty two. You know, that could fly <laughs> in the in, in MetLife Stadium. Yeah. That that's that's no, they'll be really fun, and they have a lot of lot of young talent. So who the heck knows? Sure, yeah. Who the heck knows? I like your optimism. What do you think about the Jets? I don't think about the Jets. <laughs> Other than Aaron Rodgers saying that that, that kid's really good. <laughs> Other than that, you have no you, have, you don't really have an opinion. No, I mean they're they're not even really on my radar. In in just the AFC East, I feel like in general I'm I'm just focused on the Bills and I don't know, you you even I think are giving the Dolphins a little too much credit. I think what's going on with their off season events and tampering and whatnot and fines and whatnot. And now obviously a lot of their punishment is going to affect them moving forward. Not this season. They lose a draft pick, a first round draft pick this coming draft and a third round pick the next year. And what a million and a half dollar fine. That's nothing to their owner who's worth 8 billion. And I don't know, but is it just distraction and, and people getting sick of them? I don't know. Does that play out on the football field? I don't know. But other than that, I don't know. It's just, it's the Bills and no one else in that division, I think. Do you think, though, it's fair to say, Dolphins' offense is loaded, right? I mean, I, I we've we got to acknowledge that. Yeah. And that Tyree, Tyree Kill, Kill I mean, it, it, they are loaded. Yeah. Right. They're loaded. The Chiefs so, gave him the option to pick where he went. And he, I, I'm just, I do want to see what it, how it looks. I agree. I agree. No, Tyreek's a beast. We've had the pleasure of, having him in Kansas City the last handful of years, and it's fun to see Cheetah. Okay, let's move on to AFC South, which, again, not so many sexy headliners. You you mentioned earlier with Matt Ryan going to Indy. What do you think that does to a team who lost the season so brutally with Carson Wentz, but to Jacksonville in the final week of the regular season, missing the playoffs? I mean, that was that was horrible. What does Matt Ryan do? To spark something. I have always enjoyed 
Matt Ryan, you know, we talked earlier about fantasy football. He's arguably one of the greatest fantasy football quarterbacks, especially in, especially down 28 to 10. You could count yeah. on him putting up two touchdowns <laughs> that don't really do a whole lot, but will, will help you win your fantasy matchup. But that being said, the, the Colts are so balanced. And Matt Ryan, we talk about him a lot, but, you know, Jonathan Taylor is who we got to talk about on that offense. Like, I just hope oh, yeah. that they really just let him do like, let him ball out. That dude is so talented and scary for a defense and the Colts, they, like they're just, I mean, gosh, if they were to lose this division, it's impo- it almost feels like an impossibility for them to lose this division. Right. I do think Matt Ryan gives them a, enough experience and stability that maybe they just have not had at the quarterback position since Andrew, Andrew Luck, you know, that Wentz game. And I know there was circumstances at the end of the year and how healthy was he, who knows, but yeah, that loss was one of the biggest. Yeah, un- I mean, I don't know what I, f- I don't remember. I, m- I remember the odds last year talking about that, that. One of the most memorable games of the season, I thought last year, and a game that no one, everyone already circled that game. Right, they already penciled in where the Colts might end up in the playoffs, and that's what's really going to make this division interesting to me. I mean, it's hard to find a lot of tons of things that are interesting in this division, but and I know like the Texans, right? Like, wow, they <laughs> might struggle this year. And we said the same thing last year, but they're plus 2,500 to win their division plus 2,500. That's so sad. Uh, yes. Yeah, so stepping away from the division odds for a second though, but Houston was eight and nine versus the spread last year, eight and nine. Okay. And yeah. some of those, okay. but some of those research. were, you know, they they, no, it's not even research. I, I was on them <laughs> oh, last year. Okay. Like I love looking for those under, I just love underdogs. Yeah. I always have, always yeah. will. You want to talk home dogs on grass? I go off on that. So they, <laughs> they paid out last year. Like they, I, I'm going to be watching the Houston Texans. They're going to win two or three games. Sure. And you just want to really try to find one of them for a bit. <laughs> okay. Then that, I am That's all I'm really doing with, with this that. division. All season. Just find me two Texans wins. I don't know. It's going to be really hard, but they're there. They're on the <laughs> schedule somewhere. And I don't even know if they're all going to be against the Jaguars this year because I do think the Jaguars are improved. And I think Trevor Lawrence could yeah. build a lot off that last game against the Colts. Would you have any yeah. Jaguar takes? How, how much How much Jaguar research have you done so far? Well, we just got to see them, you know, in the Hall of Fame game. They have the number one pick, Trayvon Walker. He was a beast. Uh, he proved he was worth his salt. And Doug Peterson. I yeah. Doug Peterson's hard to, you know, overlook. So yeah, I'm I'm not down on the Jaguars at all. And that's the thing about a bad team like the Jets, like the Jaguars, teams that have been bad recently, is did they get better as the season went on? And the Jaguars did. I mean, to finish how they did was yeah exciting so i think it gives you momentum going into your off season so i like look they're plus 750 to win the division i don't know if i would uh put too much on that but maybe i'd sprinkle a little bit of your entourage money on there but the colts (laughs) at minus 120 i i feel pretty good about that and like you said to me jonathan taylor's the bigger story than matt ryan and that might sound like sacrilegious but i i just i'm more excited about jonathan taylor you know what I don't think even Bet MGM could have made the odds for is that mm. of, of this entire division, the last t- we haven't even brought up the Tennessee Titans yet. I know. <laughs> is that a bad <laughs> sign? Is that a no. ba- is this inherently vibes wise a bad sign <laughs> that we haven't even brought up the Tennessee Titans? Well, and and we've seen, especially, I mean, look, I'm a Chiefs fan and the Titans always are a pain in our side. So I, I'm not gonna undersell them. And yeah. how much load does derrick henry carry for them and i i mean i'm looking they're they're plus 162 to win the afc south so that's that's not terrible odds i don't know maybe maybe that's what you stick out your neck for a bit what do you think i just you know i do think the aj brown loss will hurt i mean he's such that dude like he's he definitely was a kind of a safety valve that is a mm-hmm. luxury to have because he could you know, turn a 10 yard slant into a 60 yard touchdown or so yeah. I'm curious to see how the offense looks without him. And like, but Derrick Henry can absolutely carry you to a victory over anyone. If he, if, and, and they just know exactly who they are 
and how to use them. And I just wonder, like, do they have enough? Because they've been on a great run the last few years. And we yeah. all keep sleeping on them. And they all keep going deeper in playoff runs and, you know, knocking on the door. So it, it is one of the hardest teams for me to ever read because I don't feel like they should have been successful there, but they always, they, they are always there in the end in that division. So yeah, I think I really haven't, we haven't, we didn't talk about them at the top because it really is just, for me, it's hard to get a read or a feel for how good they're good. They're going to be good. It, the question is how good are they going to be? And Tannehill's contract, I think a lot of people think is too long and too much and has kind of tied their hands a little bit that people are hot and cold on Tannehill, but boy, are they going to, by the way, Texans beat them. Texans beat the Titans. Yep. Texans beat right. the Titans last year. Let's not forget. You know what? Texans my, beat the Titans last year. My homework assignment for you for next week is going to be pick the two games okay. on the schedule that the Texans win. I'm going to hold you to Ooh. that one. All right. All right. <laughs> it, it's early, but very early. For, I will do it because, you know, it's, it's episode one. I got to prove myself to you and to the listeners. I'm down. Yeah. I just give me a like it, subject to change. Well, I'll just put the little asterisk next to it. It is subject to change ba- during the season based on information, but I'll give you some preseason Texans upset alerts. I'm not scared. Okay. Okay. I love it. I love it. Hey, by the way, one thing that is kind of fun again, not in the AFC, but this week, the Detroit lions are on hard knocks and that comes out this week. So my question to you, one, do you watch hard knocks? Do you like it? And two, do you care about the Detroit lions or is there another team you would have put in there? So I've always been a hard knocks fan. Yeah. Always. And for me, that's kind of always where I start locking into football season, right? Like, totally. Back in the day, it used to be like, get your fantasy football magazines. That's That was always yeah. like the time. Okay, it's time to start. Hard knocks always for me is like, okay, I'm going to start really locking in and get back to consuming information. Been a little rough the last two years, won't lie. I haven't really kept up with them as much as I, as I, I kept up with hard as much as I used to, but, and no disrespect to the Lions, they gave us some amazing entertainment and wins at the end of the year. They had a really great draft. I have one of my best friends as a Lions fan and, you know, he's a very realistic Lions fan. So lots of love for the Lions. (laughs) We went through two Bengals hard knock seasons and, you know, we had Ocho Cinco. It was a lot of entertainment, but like they weren't really a threat to do any damage. Wouldn't this have been an ideal time to get the Bengals. And I'm sure they tried. Yeah. And I'm sure maybe they're like, no, we're locked in on winning a Super Bowl. We're not doing hard knocks, no cameras here. But man, we we watched the Bengals twice already on hard knocks and that team didn't really go so far. I would have loved to have seen the Bengals this year. Mm. Loved. You know who I would want to see this year is the Panthers. And I don't know when they pick the team for hard knocks, but I it was probably well before you know, Baker Mayfield was going yeah. to Carolina, but with Christian McCaffrey coming back healthy and he's dating Olivia Culpo, I would have loved to see like a cameo of Olivia Culpo. She's my girl crush. And then also just the Sam Darnold, Baker Mayfield competition, as well as getting Malik Willis as QB three from Ole Miss in the draft. And now what I'm hearing is that Sam Darnold is being shopped around. I, they're not going to cut, you know, at what 25 year old guy who was a number three pick a couple of years ago, but I do right. think they would trade him for a couple draft picks, make Baker the starter, have Malik Willis, the rookie, be the number two, which I don't think he's necessarily ready for that. But, I mean, the Panthers are a story. Like, that, there's a lot going on there. So I would love to have that as the hard knocks. As the hard knocks. But that wouldn't be fair to do to Baker. He already had to do that with the Browns beyond hard knocks. I remember sitting in that little trailer. And Did you watch that season? That's right. Yeah. <laughs> I do. Right. Yeah. That's right. I get. Yes. I, and those are one of the lost seasons for me. And I didn't really keep up with oh, that Chargers lost season. <laughs> those are some of the lost seasons for me in there. But uh, you know what? You you laid out a really good case. I think you just swung me. Bengals. Sure. We get it. We would have saw a lot of Burrow being cool. All right. You swung. Panthers would have been a better maybe yeah. soap opera play. Yeah. Yeah. You just want the drama. I'm with you. You sold me. Oh, that was really fun. What do you think, Jerry? Your first episode? 
I think I probably talk too much, so I got to work on that. That's what my wife tells no. me. So I'm going to work on that for next week. I'm going to do my homework on the Texans. Mm-hmm. I would love to do this in person one of these days. I hope we get the opportunity yeah. to do that. Maybe a live show, something like that. But this this was great. I'm ready for the season to start. And I'm, you know, I've, I'm ready to not talk to my friends on the phone about all this stuff over and over and just actually talk to you in a professional environment and interact with our fans and really like lock into this year. I'm ready for it. Oh, yeah. No, there's there's so much fun. It's so fun. Like, you know, everyone else goes to work, right? And like, this is our job. And we were joking earlier as now parents of young ones, especially, is we've got to start telling our spouses that this takes a lot longer than it does just so we can kind of be left alone for a minute to like look at sports memes online and to be like check in on degenerate gambling sites to from like I just want to scroll on my phone undisturbed for a minute. So yeah, there's a lot more we can do. But I mean next week, hey, we we do this all again next week. Yes. And we will we will navigate the the kids situation and how we have to do what we have to do to get uh, yes yes because they're, they're just still too young to watch this stuff just yet but hopefully they'll be watching with us in a few years and uh we could have them on the podcast to talk about why the texans are gonna fu- upset a really yeah. good team at some point and that's what i'm gonna do when we get off this call right now is i'm gonna l- start researching now Wow. It's not going to be like Texans beating the Jets. I got news for all of you. It's not going to be. No, they're going to upset a good team, a really good team this year. That's what we're looking for. You're going to start looking at like linebacker depth or something to really see where we stand. You're not going to mess around. Yes. Also, Jerry, next week we are joined by Le'Veon Bell. What are you excited to talk to him about? That's going to be good. Uh, what am I not excited to talk to him about? Uh, I, I don't want to give away too, too much, but a uh, lot to ask Mr. Bell. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, he's going to be ringing the bell, right? This is going to be this is going to be pretty insane when he's got coming up. Yep, upcoming fight against AP Adrian Peterson, and maybe he'll let us know too what he thinks of his former teammate Antonio Brown's rap career, or just Antonio Brown in general. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty good. But oh, I'm excited for next week. Yes, very excited to talk to him. Yeah, and I'm going to be watching a lot of Entourage, so yes. get ready. Next week, I'll text you what episodes I've notched, and then I'd love to get some behind the scenes. And, you know, if anyone wants to tweet at me questions or some of their favorite episodes, let me know, because then I can make sure to ask Jerry about that. We're going to get all the behind the scenes scoop, but it's going to be fun, my friend. I'm excited. Yes, uh, good episode one. I'm ready for episode two right now. And uh, yeah, let's just keep this going. Love it. See you next week. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card. Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex.